Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Deal was popping. It is hot AF up in her. Holy cow. This building. We live in Central Florida. It is June, almost July. And somebody didn't pay the AC repairman. Holy cow. Is it usually, honestly, is it, it's not, it's, I know it'd be hot, but does it feel more hotter I mean, than ever? I think we I as Floridians, we were talking about this today at my track workout. We as Floridians always forget June, July, and August. We forget how miserable we are around Halloween when it's still hella hot and hella humid. Yeah. But yes, I'm pretty confident, give or take one or two degrees. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is always this hot. I get into my car yesterday, my seats start burning through my clothes. Yeah, I could deal with dry heat. That desert heat don't bother me. This humid shit is kind of pissing me off. I just don't like heat, period. I have three years before I've officially become a snowbird. Really? Yes, it'll be snowbird. Like, it'll be St. Pete Beach seven months out of the year. It'll be Colorado five months out of the year. Word, big sky. Frisco, big sky is Montana. Montana. I know. Yep, I'm looking at Frisco. Colorado. There I think that would be the, the jam for us. I would love to be in Montana. It's just a little bit too remote. I need to be by like a big airport. I want to have access to a big city. I like sports. I like plays. I like concerts. So mm. Frisco's a solid hour-ish, maybe a little bit more outside of Denver. Mm-hmm. Gets us out into the mountains. Gets us into a little bit cooler weather. We love to hike. We love to snowboard. We love to ski. We can do that five months out of the year, and then we can do the whole boating and beach stuff seven months out of the year. Mm -hmm. That would be heaven. But no, I walked into the office this morning. I got here early, like 7.15, and I walked in, and I had already worked out, already shaved, already showered, that whole nine yards. I'm like, why am I sweating? You can taste the air. This is gross, and you can. I could hear the AC going, but it wasn't blowing cold. So luckily, uh, Melanie, who is like the glue that holds our entire machine together at the mortgage company, Mm -hmm. Melanie gets in early. I know Melanie has the keys to the marketing closet. I know the marketing closet probably has some kind of swag in there. That's a fan, like you doing church. Yeah, so I like had to take off the shirt, had to take off the tie, had to throw on like, it was a shirt we had made like years ago. I think that's a female's V-neck, but I wasn't going to say anything. I think it is too. I put it on and I'm like, dang. That's snug. Either either I've been hitting the weight room really well, Mm -hmm. or I've been drinking way too much sangria. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit tight, but you know what it was? It was cool. It was cool. I wasn't sweating through the clothes that you can see me wearing right now. Yo, my legs are sticking to my jeans. Let's get this over with. Well, we're not going to get it over with, but we are going to create mean, some yeah, content get it started. I mean, for, yeah, for yeah. our listeners. And we're going to do a year, not a year in review, a mid-year review. Yeah. Right? Like, here we are, end of June, going into July. Everyone should be doing a mid-year review. Do it with your marriage. Do it with your parenting. Do it with your friendships. Do it with your business mm-hmm. so that you can properly prepare to end the year successfully, whatever that means to you, and make all the proper adjustments because you went into the year six months ago with thoughts, ambitions. Uh, You had theories that you were going to test. You were working off of data that was from December, and now here we are mid-year. Let's work off some more current data Mm -hmm. because what we've learned is that things never, never is a strong word, they never consistently go as you planned or as you predicted. Mm-hmm. Yes, from time to time they go as planned and from time to time they go as predicted. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do a mid-year review. 
we're going to make this content for our sales professionals and our business owners. We'll lean slightly into the personal aspect, but specifically we're going to lean into real estate, mortgage, economy, yeah. right? That's just kind of the space that I have been living in as a professional for the past two decades. It's where I'm the most comfortable speaking. But before we do, mm -hmm. before we do, um, I want to give a couple shout outs yep. like we typically do. Pay the bills. First shout out, Chris Johnstone at Connections Inc. It was six months ago mm -hmm. that you and I hooked up with Damn, Chris. It feels mad long. And we're like, and Chris came on the show and he was a, he was a uh, podcast guest. He flew all the way from Canada hey. to be on TLOP, which mm -hmm. was pretty awesome. He is by far the person who has traveled the furthest mm -hmm. and the only person to travel from a foreign country. Yeah. And then after that connection, and I had known Chris for years, by the way, like as a loan officer, I had utilized Chris's services back in the day to do some lead gen with me. He has now pivoted away from lead gen. He's really helping loan officers become more ag organically noticed right through whether it's, it's Google reviews or, or um, uh, placement on websites, or he has this like concierge service where he literally has a team that can help loan officers schedule meetings with potential referral mm -hmm. sources. But we're using Chris and his company right now to promote TLOP, right? Like we want to continue to get the name out there that the Loan Officer Podcast is phenomenal content for anyone 18 plus who is looking to learn the shit they didn't teach in school, right? Don't let the name fool you. Yes, we call it the Loan Officer Podcast. Why? Well, we tend to teach all the same things that great loan officers teach their clients. And my profession, where I sit today, it culminated from me being a loan officer. Mm -hmm. But by me being a loan officer, I became very uh, financially aware. My financial literacy is off the charts when compared to, to, to others. I learned how to budget. I learned how to run a business. I learned how to market. I learned how to persevere, right? So we talk about all of those things on our show. We happen to call it the, the Loan Officer Podcast, but we needed Chris to do one thing better. I said, Chris, we built out this website specifically for loan officers, like specifically. That website is tloponline.com, T-L-O-P online.com. TLOP because TLOP is the acronym, duh, mm -hmm. but also TLOP because I like to think of our more hardcore fans as being TLOPers. And a lot of those people are in the mortgage industry, right? They too are doing what I did for a living or trying to do what, I, what I've done mm -hmm. for a living. So we created this website that's chock full of resources. Two live training calls with me per month. That's huge. That's huge, right? Hundreds of training videos. Literally. Dozens of resources. These are Excel files, PDFs, Word documents that I have put together, collected over the years that are used today by top producers. And then for some people, over $5,000 worth of discounts with our premium partners, mm -hmm. right? These are companies like MBS Highway. These are companies like Knowledge Coop. These are companies like Finlocker. These are companies like Growth Only Coaching, like Renee Rodriguez over at Amplify, like those types of companies. And we had Chris on the phone yesterday because we were doing a kind of mid-year mid, mid review, review sure. talking about what has worked, where we are, where we're trying to go, what we need to do different, what we need to double down on, what we need to eliminate. And anyhow, Chris looked at us and goes, y'all's website is awesome. He's like, it is phenomenal. He goes, I am shocked that more people 
in your field, in the mortgage industry, don't know about it. I said, well, Chris, we just haven't done a good enough job of letting them know mm. this is out there. So we have this website. It is specifically built for mortgage loan originators, chock full of resources and trainings and, and coaching opportunities to become the best version of you. And it is priced specifically low for the value you get. Literally less than a hundred bucks a month or $1,500 for the entire year. And that $1,500 comes with a complimentary membership to Coop Plus, which is a service provided through Knowledge Coop. It comes with the CE you'll need for the entire year, mm. right? It comes with those $5,000 worth of discounts. Like that's the difference between premium, premium plus is the discounts. It's the complimentary um, membership to Coop Plus. It is the CE, mm. but Chris is going to help us get the word out. So I want to give him a shout out because we had a great call with him yes, sir. and he's in our space. He can help mortgage loan originators similar to what we're doing, but mm -hmm. obviously a little bit different because they have a loan originator has a different uh, goal. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had a great call with Greg over at Adium and I probably butchered that. Yes. But Adium is a CRM that I'm going to be test driving because what I love about it is it is a CRM that's ready to go out of the box. This may be a better solution for certain mortgage loan originators who aren't running big teams, who don't have a lot of hours to customize something like Jungo. This is something where you could purchase it, plug it in and start playing right away. So I had a great call with Greg. I look forward to exploring their CRM. And then obviously if I think it's something I would use as an LO, we're going to bring them on as a premium partner also there you go. because when you're a premium partner of TLOP, you go up on the website, mm -hmm. we feature your product. We give our TLOPers a opportunity to purchase your product. And if you're a premium plus member, uh -oh. you get the discount. There you go. Right. So I'm trying to work with Zenix right now, trying to get some of their products up there. So we have a lot of things in the works right now going on at TLOPonline.com and the prices we have, these are the prices for this year they will be going up right right now. It's we're just trying to, to gain as much traction, get as many eyeballs, get as many people tuned in and understanding it's there. So if someone actually signs up this year, we and this year's 2023, mm -hmm. we are going to honor that pricing Grand and perpetuity word. and perpetuity for as long as you want to be. This is your pricing. But if you wait until January, mm. we, will, we will be increasing word. So all right, that was all of the shout outs that I wanted to do. Good job. Now we can jump right My into- My hands are clammy as shit. Clammy from the heat or clammy because you're so nervous about this particular episode? I don't know. I thought it was a Tylenol I took earlier, but maybe not. Maybe not. Well, here we go. So the Lucy stamp starts now. Lucy stamped. Lucy stamped right now. So here's the deal, y'all. I'm gonna go back and say it. We are off. We are off on our projections. What, what? Yep. Back in January, I was telling people, hey, you got to grind it out for 100 days. Mm -hmm. For 100 days. How many days is it we're at now? More than 100? We're pushing uh, 182 and a half. Somewhere, I mean, I'm trying to do 365 divided by yeah, two. Yeah. Actually, 365 in a quarter. That's a Quick full math. year. That's, no, 365 uh, days and roughly six hours makes 
one full revolution around the sun. In like 60 years or something, maybe 100 years or maybe longer, we're going to have to add another day to the calendar. Possibly, but right now that's why we have leap year. Leap year is to make up for that quarter oh, of yeah. a day. But then there's something else. Yeah, okay. But I'm sure there is, John, mm-hmm. when the aliens come. Thank right. you. Yes, finally. So, <laughs> so, so, so we were saying, okay, it's going to be 100 days. Yeah. We, we were predicting um, forced acquisition, forced mm-hmm. closure of mortgage companies. We were predicting a recession. Mm-hmm. We were predicting interest rates were going to be coming down. And all of those predictions are still true. They are. They are still true. It's kind of like us living in Florida and someone says, this is the cone of the path of the hurricane. And this is the date in the hour that it's going to make landfall. Okay. Those are predictions based on scientific data. But if anyone could predict everything exactly, then they would be multi-billionaires because they'd be predicting everything that transpires in life, including business, investment opportunities, et cetera. So same thing applies with what, what, what we do, right? We gather the intel, we gather the information, we have as many conversations with super smart people that we can. We read as many articles as we can, we disseminate it, we try to find the median, right? So you take off the fringe on one side, take out the fringe on the other side, and try to say, okay, what's the consensus? Mm-hmm. Well, here I am in a mid-year review, and if I am in the mortgage industry, what I'm saying is, okay, things are just taking longer. They're just taking longer. The recession is still predicted to come. It's just taking longer. Interest rates are still predicted to come down. It's just taking longer. Yes, we have had some unfortunate right-sizing in this industry. Right-sizing is people being laid off, companies going out of business, companies being forced into merger, mm-hmm. companies being acquired, right? We, we had a certain level of businesses and an associate who operated in the mortgage space leading up until 2020. And then we had this boom of 2020 and 2021, a ton of extra business that was not predicted. So then we had to hire to support it. And now we're coming back down to earth when you had that come back down to earth uh, uh, moment. Uh, moment, there you go, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. When you have, then, then you're gonna deal with what we're dealing with. But even that has been much softer and more of a chisel than it was you know, a, a chop in half. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in the camp and of the belief that all of this that we've been talking about in January, mm-hmm. February, March, here we are, June, July, it hasn't come as quickly, mm-hmm. but it is happening. I have a question for you. Yes. Going back to January, uh, it seemed like every other week there was a new, episode, new incident in the mortgage industry, whether it be a merger, a bank going out of business, um, the debt ceiling being raised, foreclosures, inventory. But for the past couple of weeks or maybe a month, it just seems like there's nothing. It's kind of like settled down and nothing's happening and people are just like, oh. Yeah, so there's a lot happening behind the scenes, right? I think that a lot of people um, aren't, aren't disclosing what's going on behind closed doors. Hmm. And there's a lot of whisper conversations that are being had. Um, obviously, we are in the summer. So there's a term called the summer doldrums or the dog days of summer. And in general, things as it pertains to economic and business tend to just slow down in the summertime. Okay. People have families, people take vacations. Hmm. People are, are less willing to make big decisions and big moves during the months of June, July, and August. Hmm. It's every reason why I coach loan officers that there's a hunting season for realtors, right? Or a fishing season for realtors. We talk about it's between MLK and Easter, and then it isn't again from 
Labor Day until Thanksgiving. Those are the opportune times to get in front of someone to get your message out there. If you try doing during the summer months, I'm telling you, people are showing up, they're doing what they have to do that's required of them. They're conducting the business that is already in front of them, but they're not trying to make any major changes or do anything that, that is uh, proactive. Everything's very reactive. So I think that's also why, John. Now, we also are closing out second quarter. Mm. Second quarter is gonna be very interesting. Every time you have a quarter end, then you have to finalize your, your numbers and your numbers will be your profit and loss statement. And for many, it's a loss statement. Mm. And it's not their first loss statement. It could be their fourth or fifth consecutive loss statement. Mm. And you eventually will run out of runway you eventually will no longer have any more furniture in your house to burn. That's a Jeff McGinnis-ism. Jeff McGinnis, CEO of a major mortgage company, maybe one that I know pretty well. And the analogy that he gave is like many companies are burning their furniture to stay warm. If you're doing that and it's the winter months and you need that to stay warm and staying warm means you stay alive, well, eventually you run out of furniture. So you have that transpiring. So we still believe here we are mid-market review from an economic standpoint, we are heading towards a recession. It is appearing more to be a soft landing than it would be a hard landing. Home prices, steady eddy, if not rising. Home prices, steady eddy, if not rising. As a home buyer, you had the advantage in January. You had the advantage in March. You had the, uh, February, you had the advantage in March. Home buyers no longer have the advantage. They had that window. Mm -hmm. That window ran from about October of last year to about March of this year. And we predicted that, and yeah. it did. It, it has run out. It is very much a seller's market. The seller has a home that is move-in condition. It is getting multiple showings, multiple offers. It is moving quickly. That ain't going away anytime soon because home builders are not building fast enough. My one of my mentors, he was my CMB sponsor. His name is Dave Stevens. If you do not follow Dave Stevens on LinkedIn, you have to. Dave Stevens just penned an awesome opinion article. It was in Housing Wire. Shout out to mm -hmm. Diego, Sarah over at Housing Wire. Can't wait to meet Logan, the chief economist at Housing Wire. But it was a scathing opinion article where he was basically calling out the current administration for their know-nothingness. They're doing nothing right now to truly promote housing and to promote home ownership. What they have to do is put bills out for, or not, I guess they don't put them out, promote legislation that they would eventually sign that would allow home builders to build with less hurdles, with less cost. So right now, when I'm talking to a home buyer, I'm letting them know like, yeah, yes, rates are still in the sixes, maybe even sevens, depending on your criteria. Yes, inventory is bleak. Yes, you're gonna make multiple offers and probably get outbid. And that is not going to change until we start building homes at a much greater capacity that we have over the past decade. So you're saying for the past decade, we've been doing this. So I'm telling you, probably isn't going to change anytime soon. Not that it can't change, mm -hmm. just anytime soon. Here's something, maybe a review that we weren't really talking about openly in January. I think from an economic standpoint, people need to be watching what's going on in the commercial real estate world. 
you're going to start seeing commercial loans default at a rate that maybe hasn't been seen in decades. Why that is? Well, if you understand how commercial debt is structured, it's typically structured on a variable interest rate, one that resets maybe every three years, five years, even annually. And it resets typically based on current market conditions. And it may even follow something like the 10-year treasury or follow the the, the the prime rate in the US, which is the, the Federal Reserve sets that. Well, what have we seen happen over the past year? We've seen a record increase, a rapid increase in interest rates. Mm. So you are a commercial owner of a piece of property and all of a sudden the note that you were paying for the past three years is going to double or triple. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Now all of a sudden the rent you collect on that building might not be enough to cover mm, your expenses. That, uh, and the way that commercial property is valued, it's not valued based on a sales comparison. It's, it's valued based on a cost comparison. So now all of a sudden the value of that property goes down because the rent doesn't cover the mortgage. And it's the expenses, honestly, not just the rent, rent's part of expenses, but the expenses now have increased substantially, which means its cap rate has been decreased, the capitalization rate, or how much money you make mm -hmm. on this particular building that you own and either you or someone else manages it. Yeah, so then all of a sudden your asset portfolio goes down. And then what does that mean banks have to do as it pertains to lending going forward? Because banks lend based on a loan to value. Well, if the asset, this commercial building, went from being worth $10 million based on the, the old cap rate to now it's only worth $8 million based on the new cap rate, that's going to impact someone's ability to refinance that loan or to obtain a new loan or to go secure new debt. So don't want to geek out on that. And it's kind of getting out of my comfort zone, but it should be watched yeah. because I don't know if we, I don't have a memory of us as a country living through something like this. And what happens when a billion or $2 billion worth of commercial debt goes bad in one particular market? When you tell that story, you know what it reminds me of? Why the elevators and the AC doesn't work in the Sanford Mall. And that's why the Oviedo Mall is going out of business. Possibly. Because now, malls in general yeah, aren't, aren't, aren't overly uh, trafficked uh, these days. Yeah. And, um, you know, you will see malls make a prediction here. It's already happening, so it's not much of a prediction. It's just bringing something to, to, to the forefront. Malls are being converted into residential housing. Housing? Yes. Hey, we need it wherever we can get it. They don't make more land. Yo, meet me in a food court. It's my new apartment. They don't make new land. Like, think about this. If you're an opportunist, if you're an opportunist and you know that that commercial building is A, its vacancy is down because people love this work from home mm -hmm. stuff, and B, it's in jeopardy because the current owner can't afford it, there could be an opportunity for the right developer to slide in mm. and say, you know what? What does it take for me to convert this commercial building into a residential building? Or maybe it's mm. a mixed use. Mm -hmm. Maybe the first four floors yeah. are residential no, and then the next two floors are commercial. Yeah. But here's what we need to have happen. And this is where the current administration could possibly step in and and put together some kind of legislation or some kind of tax credits that would promote this we need the local municipalities the cities and the counties to make that easy to make that easy because what is it what's required i don't know it's not my 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 scope of industry 
but I can only imagine how, how much red tape and how cumbersome it would be to turn even our office building. Mm. This 50-year-old office building that sits on Internet, Interstate 4 and Lee Road in Winter Park, Florida, how could we convert the top two floors into residential housing? Like, what is that going to entail? A lot of red tape and paperwork and... Uh, yeah, from what I hear, the city of Winter Park itself isn't the easiest city to work with. Hell no. So you have Winter Park, you then have Orange County, mm. maybe you have the state of Florida, but maybe this would be an opportunity that mm. we could see. We're discussing it today on the Mid-Year Review. Let's see where things are one year from now. When we get to June, July of 2024, it's going to be very interesting and maybe a little bit scary to see how bad these commercial defaults were how did it impact not just the owners of of the buildings, but their tenants? Mm. But how about their banks? If these banks have to start writing down losses and taking losses, that is not pro-lending. That is not pro-profits. Mm. That is anti-profits, and that would make a bank want to be more conservative. And I have learned that everything has some kind of a trickle-down effect. Right. I first learned it when I was 14 years of, uh, of age. One summer I was working as a plumber's apprentice. And the very first thing, the guy's name was Vince. The very first thing Vince said, by the way, I've never met a Vince that um, wasn't like, A, someone you want to go drink beer with, but also B, someone that if you needed a, a dead body buried. Vince McMahon's your guy. Vince would do it. Yep. So this Vince was like that. He was, yeah. a, he was a great guy to have a beer with. And he was definitely somebody that uh, could get dispose of a body. That could dispose of a body for you. So he hands me a shovel. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. He said, there's only two rules to, the, to this job that you need to know. I said, all right, what is that Vince? He said, one, your boss is always right. Mm. Two, shit flows downhill. Start digging. And that was the truth. I was digging plumbing for a residential neighborhood. I started at the house's foundation with six inches. We had to run piping down to the main sewer line at the street, at which point I stopped at six feet. Why? Because shit flows downhill. Same thing applies in life and in business. So when I'm talking about this commercial paper and some people who are tuning in that are first time home buyers, that are real estate agents, that are business owners, that are in the mortgage industry, and they're like, ah, oh, Dio, that's commercial. How does that impact me? Well, shit flows downhill. You just have to recognize that and it's a big unknown. It is truly a big unknown. Now, what are we still predicting as it pertains to residential housing? Do not see any reason why home prices are gonna come down. Do not see any real tangible reason why there's gonna be a plethora of inventory. And uh, mortgage interest rates are still predicted to come down. They really are. Our hope is that it, we start seeing it in August. That is our hope, but there's so many things out of our control. Like what, the European Union does, the ECB, like what they do, what Germany does, what England does, what Australia does, it impacts us. We can't force them to do things we want them to do. And then we have our own federal board and they're gonna dictate policy based on their actions as well as based on their words. And it's always unpredictable how the market reacts to their words and to policy. Now, when I sit down and talk to my friends who are in recruiting and in staffing, they're waving the red flag, hey y'all, this um, economic employment situation that we're in, record low employment, uh-uh, that's going away. That's going away. Like I talked to a buddy yesterday where his daughter's company, she works for a, a, a major company, like nationwide 
global. Yeah, her department, they're doing a 5% reduction in headcount. Right, we already know about the tech companies who are doing it. And my buddy in staffing, he's like, yep. He's like, I'm preparing. I'm preparing for my paycheck to go down. I'm preparing for it to get really hard because he's like, I don't have clients who are hiring. Mm. Most of my clients who used to be hiring, now when someone leaves, they don't replace it. Right, they're, they're hoping they can uh, forge ahead without ever needing to do a layoff just by letting natural attrition take place and then, and then not backfill. Hung out with one of my best friends uh, over the weekend. Got to hang out with him and his family. Shout out to Joe, shout out to Michelle. It was awesome seeing you guys. And he told me that his role, he works for a, a Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. His role is now that of three people because two people have left and they haven't replaced them. Now he's just doing that work of three people. So, you know, I, that, that gives me, I say hope. I don't want to hope for a recession, but you need something, right? When things get too hot, you need something to cool them off. A recession could be what the doctor ordered just to cool things off, stabilize, normalize. I don't see a recession impacting residential housing at all. Like something catastrophic would have to happen. And that just comes down to the inventory aspect. And I just don't see that ever getting fixed anytime in the near future, near future one, three, or even five years. Mm -hmm. Obviously mortgage rates will come down when unemployment starts to go up. Mortgage rates will go down once there's more signs that we are pulling away from this record high inflation and we're pushing more towards the target that the federal reserve wants to see which is a two percent growth rate as that happens that will entice more sellers to sell and more sellers to sell will be more properties on the market but there's so much demand pent up that whatever extra inventory hits the market it's get gobbled up immediately it's going to get gobbled up now as someone who helps run a mortgage company it's still great news because that's still going to be more transactions and here's honestly mid-year review for someone who helps run a mortgage company. I hope that between June 30th and December 31st, that there are less mortgage companies in this space, that there are less mortgage loan originators in this space. And I also hope that we start seeing before or around Labor Day, mortgage rates start sniffing back into the fives and then people want to sell their homes because that'll mean more business for less people to do. Our issue for the past year has been less business for way too many people to do. We in the mortgage industry are going through that correction as well. And I still believe this is a great industry. I still believe this is a great time to enter into the industry. When you enter in the industry, just understand it's going to force you to either get great or get going. That's what markets like this do. They force professionals to either get great or get going. So there's going to be plenty that are get going. You can still come in and get great. So when someone asks, oh, Dio, is this the right market? Hell yeah, it's the right market to become a mortgage loan originator. As long as you plan on becoming great. Because there's plenty of people, whether it's through retirement, whether it's through burnout, whether it's because they made so much money in 2020 and 2021 that they're just going to get out and go teach high school. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be, it's still a great time to slide in, even as the overall headcount is decreasing. It's not like we're saying, oh, yeah, we're not going to hire loan officers and train loan officers. No, we're hiring and training loan officers. We want to maybe bring in 150 a month as an industry, and we want 200 to exit. Mm. Right. So there's still a, a, a delta of 50, and that 50 is keeping the overall headcount down. But it doesn't mean that we're not bringing people in and that this isn't a great time to enter. There you go. All right. So we talked about the economy on a very high level, interest rates, uh, the federal funds rate 
Federal funds rate will probably stay where it's at, maybe tick up a quarter. Uh, overall, though, by next year, with a recession, with unemployment going up, we should see the Federal Reserve start to tick that down. But again, tick it down. If they just raise this thing, I don't even know the number off the top of my head, but uh, four percentage points, let's just say, and they take it down by 0.5, 50 basis points, that still means that the overall rate of borrowing across the board is much higher than it's been in a decade, if not longer. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see the Fed funds rate. Something catastrophic would have to happen for that to come back down to where it was in even a year like 2018, 19, or even the beginning of 20. Um, but uh, we talked mortgage interest rates. We talked overall housing. Uh, we talked about where we are. We kind of discussed, hey, we, we, we thought things would happen quicker. They're happening. They are happening. There's no denying. It's just taken a lot longer. So I referenced an article that I wrote that talked about the, the next 100 days. Hey, you, we may need another 100 mm -hmm. days, right? I may need to, we may need to like redo that, which reminds me of an episode that we did like a week or two back. It's kind of like our forefathers, right? Our forefathers thought they could solve all their issues with the first Continental Congress. Nope. It took a next year doing a second Continental Congress before they started figuring out what it what it's going to take to build this awesome nation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we thought back in January, February, hey, 100 days of grinding. Nope, I'm here today to tell you you got another 200 days, another 100 days. Damn it. You got another 100, but things are happening. It's just a slow crawl. It's a slow crawl. I thought we'd be walking by now, maybe even jogging. Nope, we're still on all fours and we're still and we're still crawling. Word. But hey, keep your keep your chin high. Uh, keep your positivity up. Be focused on the prize and don't let anything get in your way. There you go. Awesome. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. We appreciate you tuning in. Please share us. Please like us. Give us a five-star review. Follow us on our social handles. And if you are a mortgage loan originator and you have not become a member of TLOPonline.com, what in the hell is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, what the hell are you doing? You got to do it. We have free memberships. Dip your toes in the water. If it sucks and it's not worth your time, then we ask you to never visit it again. Have a feeling many of you are going to like it. You're going to like its content, and you're going to want to upgrade to a Premium Plus membership. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.